So in today's episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast, we want to talk about why you don't want to get overloaded with data. Data is our best friend as marketers, as business owners, data really, really helps. But it's not always the best thing and can cause us some problems. And so that's what we're going to break down in this episode. I'm just going to tell you my experiences I've had with data and some of the experiences my clients have had and how it has been a gift and a curse. Let's dive into it. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's dive straight into it. Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast. As I said, we're going to be talking today all about why you don't want to get overloaded with data. Um, data is a funny one. It's something that I myself. I'm a big component of. I love data. I like watching data, looking at data, making decisions based on the data. Um, and that's been a real, real benefit for my career. It's been a real benefit for, for pretty much everything I do, actually. It's really helped throughout my entire life in all different areas of my life. Um, data is a, a, a really useful thing, but it can cause a little bit of overwhelm. It can create people to... Um, I found it, you know, it can make people get in like this analysis paralysis state. And so I want to talk about it in this episode, just kind of break down my experiences of this. And hopefully, you know, you'll be able to find some sort of, um, you know, clarity in your situation if you're feeling a similar thing when it comes to the, this data overwhelm, because you're not alone if you feel that way. <laughs> so let's dive into the very first one, which is the benefits of data. So data-driven decisions are just so useful. And I'm a big fan of using um, data to make the right decisions and make pivots. So when I talk about data, I, what am I talking about? I am. This could be anything. Effectively, this is stuff that we can measure. And it's stuff that is that is um, ha can have a correlation and a trend. So one example that I would use for clients in the mortgage business of data is I would often tell clients to analyze their last, say, 30 cases that they've made, that they've done. What is the age? What is the, you know, what 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 is the age? What is the um, the location? What is the amount? What is their job titles? What is their industries? These are this is great data that we can then make more informed decisions on. That's a real powerful benefit because what that does is allows us and allows you and it's allowed me to be able to tailor my content and tailor your content to your ideal client and um and that's what you want to do because the more you can speak to an ideal client the more business you're going to get because that and and data allows you to do that when you think what your ideal client is uh, and and I've spoken to so many people who've done this I in fact <laughs> so I've done this I wanted to be a first-time buyer. When I was a broker, I wanted to be the first-time buyer guy. And I generated some business from first-time buyers, quite a bit. But really, if I looked at the data now, knowing what I know now, being a marketer and understanding this stuff a lot more, is um, I would have I would have looked at these cases I'd done and realized, actually, I did a lot of NHS. I did a lot of NHS. I did a lot of doctors. And that was, the data showed me that. You eight out of ten of my cases probably would would have been NHS, and um, they might have been first time buyers in the NHS, but they were NHS, and that 
was very, very obvious when I put the data pattern together, when I put the data set together, but it was very unclear to me because I had a narrative that I wanted to be the first time buyer guy. Um, and I think like, like many of us do. And so sometimes that's where the benefits of data come in. The other benefit of data is you can use it with um, things like social media, things like YouTube, all of these things we can track. We can see how many impressions we're getting, how many views we're getting, how many likes we're getting, how many shares we're getting, whether it's working. All of this stuff is great. And I do, by the way, encourage, very much encourage people to get comfortable with data because that is something that we don't do. Um, uh, we very much avoid data-driven decisions. We avoid looking at it because we don't like to, um, I don't know why, actually. I think it's my, my, obviously different people. Some people love data, so that's cool. But but I find that many of the times people avoid it because because there's real truths in it. It doesn't lie. So I think that's that's why people avoid it. And it can feel complex when you're first looking at it because it's a lot of numbers. But statistics are very easy to understand when you know what you're looking for. So they are very good. So I wouldn't avoid it. I would lean into the uncomfortableness of, of a new thing and, and learn that. Now, that leads me on to the downsides of data because it is not all sunshines and rainbows. Absolutely not. And this can be a real problem for many brokers and for many new people in the content marketing space when they're trying to start generating leads through content marketing is this analysis paralysis. So there's a couple of things when it comes to this. First one being um, analysis paralysis, meaning if you're if you are looking at data and making data driven decisions from information um, that so so yeah so let's do the analysis one first. That that is that you could analyze so much data that you never actually make a decision. That's the first one. That's the analysis paralysis. I'm already going off piece of this. So that's the first one. You could make so. I mean, you could analyze so much data and take in so much data that you never make a decision. I am really bad for this. I do take action, but this can catch me out at times because I spend pretty much most of my time, if I'm not with clients, I am like researching and I pretty much live, breathe and sleep content marketing in, in every way. Um, it's funny when people, if I've had a conversation with someone that they don't really, they, they think I don't know what I'm doing or what I'm talking about and then will give me 10 minutes with them and they'll be like, Oh shit, this guy knows a lot of stuff. Like I my job, it's my job to know this stuff. If you my job is to know what's happening on all the platforms pretty much at any given time. That's my job. And I, I like doing that. And so with that though, comes for myself some problems where I'm like, oh, I could do this and I could do this and I could because I see the trends. So um that's a that's an analysis paralysis because you're looking at data all the time. There's lots of there's lots of opportunity on the internet. There's so much opportunity and the trick is just to pick one. That's a problem with data. You might feel this yourself. Oh, I could be on TikTok, but I could be on Facebook, but I could be on YouTube, but I could be on... And the, the truth is too much is a problem. The second one is a lot of the time people are trying to make data-driven decisions when they don't have enough data. And that's, that is a big problem. This is why when I work with clients one-to-one, -one, I say, give. we need six months. We need a year to see real results. We need six months to see anything of any real substance. And when people say, the reason why I say that is we can't track anything until we've had enough time to be able to see what works, what doesn't work, what you like, what you don't like. It's really important. And so that's a problem with the, with the downside of data is when you're first making videos, first making content, 
what you're getting back on that initial feedback is just completely wrong data because it's completely out of sync. It's it's unique. We need enough time to be able to see patterns and trends so we can then correct patterns and trends. And that, by the way, is why trending videos is a bad thing for content because you're rising and you're creating content that doesn't actually, um, you know, like it, it, it's a problem. And as literally we've had like... Um, Sebastian Ong just said here, working with insufficient data, that's just, that's called guessing 100%. And that's the issue when it comes to um, making content and being, you know, and doing marketing is that I find if you focus on data at the beginning, and this can wind people up, by the way, when I work with them, because I'm like, just carry on. Like I was speaking to a client yesterday, um, literally on the WhatsApp message, because my clients get WhatsApp access. And we were talking about this and, I, and she said, um, have you got any pointers on my video? He sent back and I said, yeah, do another one. And we were laughing because I know she said, you know, and, I, and I, we, I, was, I said this thing. I said, I need to see, she's done one video and I went, I've got no pointers for it because I don't have enough data points to be able to say, okay, so you consistently do this thing or you consistently don't do this thing. We need that. We need enough because otherwise there's nothing worse and also very incompetent of people when people do this, when they're like, when they critique something on one video or on one piece of content or on one ad, and it's like, no, you can't do that. And so that's why that's a big downside to data is that people, data's like kind of like level three. You've got to start at level one, which is just making it. Level two is getting consistent. And I would say level three is once we've done those two things, we can start to really look at what is the data telling us, and then we can make data-driven decisions. The other downside to data is that if data is governing everything you do, you might end up really, really hating it. And so that that's very important to understand. For example, there's so many YouTubers out there and so many content creators out there and business owners who do things they know that work, but they absolutely hate it so much because they know it works, but it doesn't align with them. There's got to be a moment where you throw caution to the wind and say, do you know what? I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to come up for air in a year and we'll see then. I like to work, when I work with stuff, I like to think, give it a year on everything. You can't do anything without that. And so that's why sometimes it's not, you know, the best, the, the, the best idea with data. And I, I am, you know, I, I, that's definitely something to consider. So for this, just to kind of wrap this up and give you a bit of an episode takeaway with this is that, realistically data is a good thing and you need to get comfortable with it if you don't you know in a in a world where we are now with social digital and marketing data is going to be able to give you insight to make to give you um information that might support new decisions and new directions but it doesn't dictate what you do you have to remember that that is is also you are the person who's in charge of the ship and if you feel like it is better for you to do a certain thing or you want to do that trust your gut might be wrong that's okay but don't get over analyzing the data at the same time as being um you know it's it's very interesting and that's thing it's i love this and again just sebastian's but data is derived from metrics but it might not be necessary necessarily be your kpi you can only decide what your kpis are based on your goals exactly and that is a great way of ending it um on with from sebastian there it's very true your kpi is what you want to measure for example 
and, and a great example I would give on this for my content, my personal YouTube channel, which is my just my content marketing channel, I talk about all things content marketing, where I effectively learn and just log everything. I will make one video a day, three to five shorts a day. I pump that channel full of content. That is not a good idea if you follow the data. But my goal, the KPI I have is how much information can I log from my brain onto a platform that is that is evergreen? And how much can I effectively download what I have and can I maintain that? And when I run out, that means I've run out of things to talk about. And that is the goal. That means that my goal is being reached every time I upload those videos. It's irrelevant whether people view them, whether people watch them, whether it's monetized, whether they comment or like or share. That's not the goal for that for that channel. This with this episode, this podcast is to educate and also build authority within my niche. And I do that. So I measure how many people convert to my discovery calls, which is pretty high. That's the type of thing we look at as well. So knowing what data points you want is going to be the, the key to success. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. See you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. Now, thank you so much for listening to the Mortgage Mavericks Podcast. Now, if you are a broker and you want to take your marketing to the next level, you want to be seen as a thought leader, you're looking to really become an expert when it comes to social selling, content marketing, then why not book a free discovery call with me? I am happy in these hours to sit down with people and understand if it's a good fit or not. I've worked with loads of people now to achieve some incredible results and it would be great to have a chat with you and get to know you and see if there's a fit there. Now, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't work with everybody and there is a limited space and it is very much subject to availability and whether you fit my criteria. But if you think that you're somebody who would work well with me and you'd like to learn more about how my services work, then jump on that call. It is links right here or you can go to ashballen.com and I'd be great to spend an hour with you getting to know more about you, your business and your goals and see if there's any synergy there. Anyway, I'll see you in the next episode.